Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Still telling you, one of the best albums the last five years, The Nashville Sound by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you're having a phenomenal Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your radio. If you missed anything in the show so far, you can always find it on the Nuana's Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Are you ready for me to get your Valentine's Day off to a great start? I don't know. Ready for the book that I ordered today? Yeah, I don't think so. It's called The End of History and the Last Man. What are you... <laughs> why? Is this because we had some UFO sightings in the last few days? Oh, everything's going on. We got the train that derailed in Ohio. It's blown yeah. up. Everybody's going I mean, everyone crazy. in the Midwest is screwed. I mean, if, I, the, if I they talked, weren't already. I talked to my friend this morning who lives in Cleveland and was like, are you prepping for the, for the end of the world because your water supply is about to go kaput? And she had no idea what I was even talking about. I said, that is the media suppressing information from you. Wow. I know. Here I've turned are. into you. Chicken doesn't know sports, ESPN radio. Uh, I am reading a variety of different books. I took your advice. Yeah. Last week you said you were sto- you're not going to read depressing stuff anymore. Well, okay. I, so I, I've reverted to my fifth grade self. When I was in fifth grade, all I did was read. Uh-huh. That's literally all I did. Okay. I, I was... Uh, quote unquote advanced enough where I didn't necessarily have to even go to fifth grade class because they, they knew I there's sometimes like I was me and another friend were just allowed when they were learning about certain things to just go to the library and read and that was great yeah it was super fun uh, but now I've become fully addicted to reading books and I'm just trying to read as many books as I possibly can so I got a whole uh, order of operation okay I've been saunaing a bunch Ooh. so I got sauna books Okay. I got weekend. Mor- How gross do your sauna books get? See, that's part of the discipline. You got to sit with great core strength and the book out in front of you <laughs> so you don't drip on it. Okay. It's part of the workout. Okay. It actually is very hard. I imagine. <laughs> it's probably hard. for Your arms are going to get nice and toned yeah, from that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that part. I got my morning weekend books and then I got my before bed books. Mm-hmm. Uh, before bed's got to be happy. I've been, I've been reading uh, nothing but basketball books. I'm reading this book okay. about Wilt Chamberlain. The oh. Autobiography Wilt Chamberlain. I bet that's good. It, it, it hasn't gotten saucy yet, oh. uh, but I think it's coming. Anyways, the book, one of my sauna books right now is Where Men Win Glory, which is the book about Pat Tillman. Oh, yes. Who was the yes. NFL player who entered the uh, army and then was killed which, in Afghanistan. S- speaking of conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, this book is basically about how that's not a conspiracy theory. That's exactly how it went down. Yeah. Friendly fires. That's how the book opens. Like he gets shot in the back of the head by one of his 
own guys. It's All crazy. Right. Can I read this book? Sure, I'll give it to you after it's I'd done. I'd like to read it. They're talking about the history of the conflict in Afghanistan, though, which is funny because I think that we were so like numb to it because it just has been going on for our whole lives. I mean, right. at what point was there not a war in Afghanistan since you've been alive on the earth? Like, never, Well, I've been right? alive a long time. Well, sure, but I mean, no, you're truly, right. though, yes. like, the conflict started in the early 70s before you yes. were even born, which is crazy. This book is not actually about the end of time or the end of man. It's about how the end of the Cold War ended what we know as the arc of history of mankind, which is that always there was a good and evil. There was always a war going on. Now we fight things like domestic terrorism and like things that are so much less, they're so much more of a faceless enemy, right? That's what this book is all about. It's about how the Cold War was the turning point of of humanity for better and for worse. Well, I... Just had a little conversation with my 13-year-old in the car on the way to school today, and he said, it's really unfair that I grew up in a time where I am so scared of nuclear war every day. And wow. I said... So welcome to America for the Let last me tell you about years. 1986. Yeah. Right, totally. And Or more like, how about 1944 well, or whatever? Like sure. Right after Pearl Harbor, everybody But I wasn't was alive out. then. I'm talking sure. about how I... And I said, you know, I remember in the 80s being so scared Ronald Reagan was going to push the button, and I had to give him a whole discussion about how nuclear war doesn't benefit anybody and chances are very good we will not have a nuclear war but I will probably go out and start doomsday prepping anyway because between the Ohio thing and then all of these UFOs getting shot down I just think I think I'm starting to follow in your mindset like we're we're doomed yeah also you got to remember that uh instilling fear within the people is the way that you uh, avoid rebellion because if people are scared, they don't rebel. Make me happy. It's Valentine's Day. We're down oh, the wrong road right. already. Yeah. Checking out no sports wah, here on ESPN wah. Radio. Special Tuesday edition. Uh, the reason we're rolling Tuesday is because uh, Rajim Seabrook will be swinging by on an unusual Thursday appearance, and we'll be taking the show on the road on Friday. So This week's just wacky. Carolyn was around. She's been uh, loving the halftime show feedback, and uh, so what's up? What's going on? Well, let's, let's just make this a Super Bowl extravaganza recap, okay? Because I pretty much only have stuff about that to talk about. That's so fine. let's talk about the halftime show. Yep. Did you know she didn't get paid? Yes, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. No one gets paid for the halftime show. Wow. But 28.5 million people watched it. Well, she also I mean, showed it, it, off her Fenty beauty when she came out and did her little, yeah. you know, which I thought was hilarious. I would love to know, like, the product the, placement. I would love to know the, uh, the uh, right. I mean, that's it's worth that's worth like $7 million right there. Exactly. More than that, yeah. for sure, because a $7 million. And I believe if you look, they did something about the Google searches on Fenty beauty that day after yeah. the halftime show, and it was like up like 800% or something. So probably the Spotify and Apple Music and whatever else hits are probably through the roof too, right? Now, you texted me while I, I couldn't talk or, or text back because I was finishing skiing and coming home and you said is Rihanna pregnant and I said I don't know and then you said you got in trouble from all of the female people in your life for asking such Jeez. a question. Yeah I got roasted. And sure enough she was. she was pregnant. I wasn't necessarily implying that I thought that she was pregnant because of any aesthetic look I was doing. I was implying it because of her lack of dancing mm-hmm. and because of the way that she was using her hands around, around her, her belly. Stomach. Non-pregnant women don't Usually rub That's their right. <laughs> That's right. So it's safe to assume if a woman with a pooch is, is rubbing her belly. And she also pregnant. had the red suit on with it zipped down. It seemed like it was very intentionally trying to highlight. Oh, yeah. Just like Beyonce did at the Grammys however many years ago when she announced her, her alleged pregnancy with Blue Ivy, which was another conspiracy theory. <laughs> I digress. 
Do you know what <laughs> the theme of her show was, though? Do you know what was going on? Well, I know what the the crazy people think the theme was. Which is? She's the devil in red, and she's surrounded by angels. No. Oh, my God. And the devil comes down from, he- from what he gets kicked out of heaven, and all of a sudden he's surrounded Who by angels. Who told you that? I mean, I don't know. Oh. There's a lot of crazy people on the internet. Let me lighten Twitter this. is a spectacular place. Everyone thinks, particularly during the Super Bowl halftime. Everyone show. thinks that everything's about Satan right now. Satan is so over. Let's move on, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of this Satan talk. Okay, so what was the theme of the show? Okay, so the little white people dancing around. Sure, everybody's wearing their white costumes. Yes. Or <laughs> the sperm. Oh. And she was the egg. That's it. And then she... So um, that was... It was really symbolically... It was symbolic that they were the sperm impregnating the egg. And and it, the... Remember um, when Whitney Houston <laughs> just used to sing the national anthem with her American flag head? Oh, that it was, was very so straight and narrow what was going on. Right. It's just a great singer singing a song, and that right. was all. Right. Now, I don't know if it's true, but I'm going with that theory because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so many people had so many opinions about this particular halftime show, and then I started thinking about... Every halftime show, people get so fired up. Well, that's like Justin Engel said on this show last week. You're not going to get any any clicks or retweets or you're not going to gain any traction as an analyst or a journalist or a commentator or whatever if you just say, oh, it's great. It's halftime show. We loved it. Good point. Good point. Your only takes of, the, oh, it could have been better here is going to get you any traction. I mean, nothing will top. People are haters. Nothing will top last year's. Yeah, and I thought this one was better, though. I don't I don't think it was better. I thought it was great. I liked it. I love Rihanna. And I love Last year's was just a little bit manic because they were trying to get so many songs in and there were so many people. Like I thought it was just a it was a it was an awesome display. Even all the Super Bowl halftime shows of the past, there's always been guests and everybody's right. stealing the spotlight from everybody else. The fact that it was just her and yes. she is her. But then people were mad about that. Yeah, I guess. I, it was so stupid. She's I'm like, the queen of the universe, though. Like, she's allowed to just be the one person up there, I mean, right? I thought it was fine. And yeah. I thought last year's was awesome. I remember when Maroon 5 did it and people were all upset because he didn't have a shirt on or something. <laughs> I remember the, the year before that... J-Lo and uh, Shakira were doing it and people were upset because they were half naked. I'm like, guys, it's a concert in the middle of the most watched football game. Th- this is my favorite take. People, they get all bent out of shape about sexy pop stars dancing. Doing their job. And it's just so right. offensive. They're just, it's so risque. It's right. like, wow. They're just dancing to the music. It's not. It's fine. Right. And who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I, I, no one's going to win, but Rihanna went, won, and she's going to have a little baby. Yeah. And I loved Rihanna and her dancing sperm. I thought they were great. <laughs> could be Satan. Could be sperm. Chicken doesn't know sports here on ESPN Radio. Getting close to getting canceled again. What else you got? We're not. I don't know why you keep <laughs> saying that. This is just bio, biology. Uh, yeah, yeah. In art. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about the commercials. I don't remember any of them. Wow. Okay. Well. Okay. Here's the thing, though. This is funny. Uh, a guy I talk about on the show a lot, Bill Simmons, is one of my uh, sort of um, media uh, idols. Is too strong of a word, but a guy I like to pattern some of our ideas after. He has. He's very new age and on the cutting edge. He 
has always been so good at analyzing sports, but also so good at analyzing pop culture. He was saying on his podcast today, though, he's like, man, I got to tell you, sports gambling really ruined my Super Bowl commercial consumption. Why? Because every single commercial break, I'm sitting there checking the box score to see if my bets are hitting. I was doing the same thing. I had all my tickets all laid out. My mother's looking at me like, how much money did you bet? Yeah, you're in big trouble, mister. uh, Only $3 per bet. I just have like 75 bets. Just leave it alone. But anyways, it is true. I, I, I shouldn't say I don't remember any. I remember uh, John Tavolta singing. Yeah, that was cute. But I remember what Ben Affleck ben working at Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts. That that's, was that's really cute. It. And the one thing I liked about that was everyone's Ben's been getting a bad rap lately because he's had a few outings with J-Lo and he hasn't looked that happy. Um, and he was so funny in those... I hope I'm never famous enough that somebody's looking at me with my girl and they're like, he looks unhappy right now. Hey, Oh, speaking of Ben Affleck, the new um, trailer for the movie Air yeah. dropped, as I the kids that. say. Yeah, yeah. And that looks amazing. So it's the story of Nike. So here's how uneducated I am. I didn't know Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married. What? No idea. Oh, my God. I thought they broke up. They did in 2004. And then well, they, so got then back. they got married 20 years later? Yes. Oh, it's the man. greatest love story of all time. Just oh, man. No, yeah. they got So re- they were broken up for 20 years. Yeah, they both had children and got married with other people. Now they're back together. And now they're back together. And she's been dragging him to the Grammys and stuff. And all these there's all these hilarious memes of him just looking so miserable. And It's because he stopped drinking. For sure. <laughs> but also I was thinking about it. I was working out last night and I was like dancing around listening to the music while I was working out. J-Lo music? Yes, J-Lo was actually one of the songs that came oh, on wow. to my my class. And I was thinking about how annoyed Dan gets at me when I get like all hyped up to music and dance around. And he's like, oh my gosh, she is such a dork. And maybe that's just what Ben Affleck's doing. Maybe well, he's like, oh, J-Lo's doing it again. You know, I don't know. You have to, you have to either be like an incredibly elevated being or have so much supreme self-confidence or you're just a miserable person. If you, right. if you can be with Jennifer Lopez in public and not just be so happy. Right. Well, listen. Every other man in the world would just be so thrilled that this was their reality. Right. But, you know, not everyone wants to go to the Grammys. I mean, I do. Who's a bigger star, Ben Affleck or Jennifer Lopez? Ben Affleck's a way bigger movie star. Yeah, that's a tough one. And Jennifer Lopez is just like famous for being famous at this no, point, though. What? Too. I mean, she she's a, a great actress. Act. She's a triple threat. Yeah, totally. We, one of my my girlfriend watched one of her movies the other day. It was horrible. Oh, that new. No, it was oh. old. It was the one where the stalker abusive husband. Oh yeah, yeah. Enough, enough. Where she has that bad haircut awful. wig. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, that's a bad movie. Awful. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez is famous for being Jennifer Lopez more than anything else. Well, listen. That Dunkin' Donuts commercial was great. Was I'd love to see funny. more outtakes of people driving on. I would like it if he would come to Dunkin' Donuts, although we don't have one. To, you know, do a little tour <laughs> and be the guy at the drive-thru. Kay. I found him to be hilarious. I love Ben Affleck. Uh, well, so he's going to be in this new movie uh, about, who's the guy who? Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah. The guy who created the Air Jordans, right? Yes. It's, yeah. and so Matt Damon plays him. Plays Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah, I think. And then um, Ben Affleck plays the Nike, head of Nike. Who's that? Phil Knight. Phil Knight. I almost said that. Um, Those guys are whose cast is that? Now, I don't think Ben Affleck's the right choice. I don't think that either of those guys are good casting for that. Just because, like, that's just not what those guys look like. (laughs) Okay. Have you watched the trailer for it? Uh, I have not. Okay. It looks good. I just... Like, I'm excited for this movie, but I just don't think 
they're the right, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Something just seems off about the two of them in it. He's yeah. kind of in this big wig and doing these weird things with his, with glasses. And I'm really excited for the story, though. They also, Michael Jordan's not in this movie? No. He's not portrayed in this movie. So this is all just about, like, going, making the shoe for this guy, but they just don't have Michael Jordan his in it? His parents. Who says no, Michael Jordan's on the movie? Or who says he's not portrayed? He's not. Oh. I know he's not. I just read the whole Wikipedia. Yeah, so I don't know what the plan is there. <laughs> okay. So there's new. That, that's good, though. I mean, it should be fun. I mean, those guys make good movies. They do make good movies. I just, I want you to watch the trailer okay. and report back to me and, okay. and everyone listening, because I'm just curious if something's off for everyone else. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's them. I love them both as actors, and sure. I love everything they're in. But for some reason, this wasn't jiving for me. What's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Chasing Amy. Ooh, good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, Dazed and Confused. So good. Have you read Matthew McConaughey's book? No, I heard about it, though. You should read it. Okay. You'd like it. It's right up your alley. All right. Uh, he ad-libbed everything, everything in that movie. I did hear that. We used to, I, my friends and I used to know that little thing he'd say around his, when he was talking about his car, and he, you know, we like had that whole line <laughs> recited. We would know it by heart. Uh, That's what we did in the 90s, okay? Chicken has no sports here on ESPN Radio. Special Tuesday edition going it's through. because it's Valentine's Day. That's right, Valentine's Day, going through all the things about the Super Bowl. Okay, what else you got? All right, so Jason Kelsey. That's right, he's he, the center. And he's the one who played for the Eagles. That lost, yes. That lost. I was going to ask you if you even knew who won or lost. Who won? The Kansas City. That's right. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, and they beat who? The Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia. Which, by the way, the kicker at the Eagles went to my the same high school as me. Harrison Butker? No, the kicker Jake for the Elliott. Eagles. Jake Elliott. Cool. He, so now it's David Hasselhoff, <laughs> Carolyn Buckta, <laughs> and Jake Elliott are the top graduates. Which, which high school is this? Lions Township High School in LaGrange, Lions Illinois. Lions Township High School. But anyway, so there was video of Jason and his mom coming up to him after the Super Bowl and giving him a hug, and he started crying, and it was so sweet. He's older than Travis. So that might be it for him. We'll see. Well, it was a really sweet moment. And then she went over, of course, to Travis and they had their moments. And I just, God, moms are the best. I wonder what she thinks of them. I mean, she's obviously so proud of them. <laughs> but like after the Eagles won the Super Bowl last time, Jason Kelsey's speech at their parade oh, yeah, I remember. was like so out, like so, so, Wasn't so Wasn't he dressed like as a Viking or as something? As a mummer. He's wearing his mummer outfit. What is that? It's like a crazy medieval costume yeah. type thing. So he's won a Super Bowl. He won one five years ago. Yes. Okay. So they're good. They're, he's fine. They're definitely good. That's the he's second fine. one for Travis. It's just funny because they're just so bombastic. Like, even if you just love your kids to death, you'd still probably be on pins and needles every time they got around a microphone because they are right. both <laughs> completely loose cannons. Uh, same. I get that. Trust me. Both <laughs> of my kids, especially Nick, um, which I got in trouble a couple weeks ago because we were listening and... I said something about him, and he said, two of my teachers listen. Hilarious. You can't talk about me. Hilarious. So Sorry, Nick. Sorry, uh, not sorry. Okay, what else you got? Okay. People still think DeMar Hamlin is dead. Yeah, it could be. Now people are honing in on the fact that they, whoever was standing on the sidelines of the Super Bowl didn't have a tattoo on his neck, Ooh. but did have tattoos on his hands. What if cloning is real? Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Now, when I learned of this, I went and Googled Damar Hamlin's pictures to see if I could find a tattoo mm -hmm. picture, like a picture with him with a tattoo, and there's no, there's no tattoo on his neck. 
Okay. So people are losing their minds. Okay. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Well, Demar Hamlin could be alive, could be dead. I don't know. He's alive. <laughs> and people were all up in arms about his his jacket because it was disrespectful. And I don't know what jacket he was wearing on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. But what was wrong? What did it? Uh, we can't even talk oh. about it on air. Okay. It's more Satan stuff. Oh, my God. The devil's everywhere. Well, it really is. Okay. The devil's greatest trick was convincing man he wasn't real. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with, because I think you are one in the same at this point with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> he is going on a darkness retreat. Maybe this is what I need. I think you absolutely need this. Okay. He's going on a darkness retreat. Valentine's Day, listen to babe. Lock me in a dark room. That's what I want. That's not what a darkness retreat is. <laughs> what is it? it? He is going, remember how he went and did some ayahuasca and, yeah. you know, he is going on a retreat. I think it's like a silent, you can't speak or anything. Well, that's good. He needs to shut up. So I know. That's a great. I'm sure he'll be like, can I go on that podcast though? They need me this week. He's going on today. Okay. They were sitting there touting his... Last his last appearance. Before he goes dark. That's right. Well, anyway, he's going to um, meditate and decide what his future in the NFL is. Whoa. And then he did say if he's not going to continue in the NFL, he will be taking ayahuasca again. Now, mm. I don't think it matters either way, but he probably has to say that so people don't freak out. <laughs> what do Aaron Rodgers is searching for? A man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we all man. know it. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where he ends up. If he ends up in New York and and then it flames out, that's just going to be. I heard he was going to try and go to Vegas. Shelf drama. Either one of those is going to just be top top of the of the line drama. Here's what I think. Aaron Rodgers had this much drama around him living in a town the size of Missoula. Yeah. Imagine what happens New if York? he lives in Vegas or New York. Ugh. Like he has had a new celebrity girlfriend every year for the whole time he's been in the NFL. Imagine when they don't have to fly into Wisconsin, they can go to Vegas. Girlfriend or beard? <laughs> I'm just celebrating love today we and are, I just wish we are definitely getting canceled. I <laughs> fine, cancel me for saying what everyone's saying. Okay. Now, speaking of meditation, here's what I think he should do. I think he should leave the NFL. I think he should go on this darkness retreat, take the ayahuasca, do what he's going to do. Then go be a yoga teacher. Whoa. Get zen. Bring it down a notch. You have to be quiet in yoga, so that would be good for him. And um, I think, you know, he could find a cute yoga instructor to date or marry. The yoga instructors down at the hothouse yoga where we've been going to yoga are so unbelievably zen, it's not even possible. I don't even know how they exist so zen like, I, like Jen, the gal who runs yeah. the sp place, when she's teaching, she's like doing the class and she's teaching the whole time and she's not sweating. She's not breathing hard. I'm sitting over here like I, I'm about to die. Right. <laughs> I was at Hot House today and Katrina taught sculpt. Mm -hmm. She does the whole class. She's amazing. Doesn't even and, flinch. It's amazing. And then at the end of class, she just has the most, well, the whole time she has the most calming voice. Mm -hmm. And... I, it's the it's the best workout. I love it it's so much. It's the ultimate chill pill. Yeah. It's, uh, I I shouldn't say that it's so hard because it is incredibly challenging, but I love it every time. Exactly. You just have to get there. It's not there. torture or anything no. like that. It's you just, just got to get there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You'll be surprised if you if you go out there. You try this out. If you go to Hot House Yoga, you'll be surprised. You're probably thinking to yourself, "Why would I ever want to go sit in a hot room and, <sighs> so and do good. these crazy hard stretches?" 
like Carolyn said, once you're there, like after five minutes and you just start sweating, then you just black out. Time is never, <laughs> I mean, for real though, like time's never gone so fast. Like you're not does, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't wait for this to be over. Finally, they're like, at the end, they're like, oh, namaste. And you're yeah. like, whoa, it's you're like, over. It's over? Crazy. I have to leave this beautiful room of heat. It's great. It's an energy transfer between all the people in there. And it's a great thing. It's, it's really also cool. um, when you're in your head. Like I used to think if I went to yoga, my mind would be thinking about a million things I need to be doing. And I've found with this particular yoga studio. Yeah. I'm so focused on the actual movements That's right. that I am not thinking about anything else, that my mind is actually elsewhere. And then I get there a few minutes early and totally meditate for five to 10 minutes before class. And it's glorious. It is Hot House Yoga helping present the Chicken Does No Sports here on ESPN Radio, special Tuesday Super Bowl recap edition. What about the commercial that everybody was talking about that, uh, that like, Made everybody think that the channel was oh, changed. Oh, Tubi. I missed that. So my friend. We were streaming the the, the deal off my brother's phone. Oh. So then. So then you were really we, confused. We really had already had a glitch like that. Yeah. So then when it happened, everybody was yelling at him. I was, of course, looking at my betting tickets. What what was it for? <laughs> so it was for Tubi, which is a new streaming, not even that new, but a new streaming service for TV. So it literally has, if you want to watch like. Alice from the 1980s or like the Dukes of Hazard or old movies. It's free and it's called Tubi, T-U-B-I and it's got um, oh gosh, what was that show was Arnold, um, you know Kindergarten Cop. No, not Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Hey Arnold. No, with um, oh my gosh, what you talking about Willis? <laughs> no idea. Oh God. All right. Forgot, I'm aging myself. Good times. Good times, but then also, um, I don't know, all these 80s shows. The Jeffersons. New shows. I bet the Jeffersons on the there. The Cosby's. Is, oh. is that still on? Are it should all, be. Are we allowed to show that? You know what? It should be because I've been watching clips on Instagram. People have been posting old clips of like the parenting that the Cosby, that the Huxtables did. And that is good parenting. I know Bill was over there Damn dropping quaaludes. Whoa. But... We need to bring back... The Cosby show was so good. It was so they good. They shouldn't be canceled because of him. I was so confused my whole childhood why the Cosby show, the people were named the Huxtables. That's a good point. It was really bad. They should have <laughs> been named the Cosbys. I agree. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get over why is Bill Cosby Bill Huxtable? What's going on? And it's called the Cosby Show. And I'm like six years old and I'm just so confused. I loved that show. So good. I loved it too. It's really unfortunate everything that happened after that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. It's like but devastating. My mother's like just heartbroken because she just, that was like the one show we were allowed to watch I when know, we were kids. I know. It was so good. So good. So funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. My friend works for them okay, in LA. Nice. And so I got to give them a shout out. And cool. their ad was hilarious. I mean, what a perfect ad. Not only did it get everyone's attention during the Super Bowl, but people are still talking about it. I've seen videos of people, you know, like your ring cam yeah. and people like, get off the remote, like freaking out because they thought that it was the middle of the game. They must, they bought that first break, I think, like out of the game. And people thought that, it was legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I thought it was great. Yep, good commercial. I don't know how any of these commercials actually work, but that one seemed more effective than the other ones. I think it depends on the ad. I mean, yeah. and by the way, M&Ms are not going to be called Manias. After all, that was a whole publicity stunt. Oh, and the spoke candies are back. My brother's father-in-law, whose birthday it was on Sunday as well. Shout out, Timmy, if you're listening. Uh, happy birthday again. 
he was just couldn't handle it. He's <laughs> like, why, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? He's like, just let me have the damn M&Ms. I agree. Does just, he like the sexy green M&M I don't know. I think he just likes the M&Ms. He just wants the candies. I love them. They're the best. It was all a publicity stunt. It was great. I loved how they did it. They came back. The M&M candies came back, said we're back. Maya Rudolph and her, you know, oyster dipped M&Ms are not working out. Super Bowl commercial analysis of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Anything else? I hope everyone went to Buff City and is going to give their bubble bath bubble bath to their ladies tonight. Yeah. If nothing else, just give them a break. There you go. A Valentine's Day advice by the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Thanks for being here, Carolyn. Thank you. Always fun having Carolyn swing by, especially early in the week. Fun Super Bowl analysis. Thanks to the Hot House, Hot Yoga in downtown Missoula. I'll be uh, venturing down that way a couple times this week. And looking forward to it. Always revitalizing, relaxing, and fun. Appreciate the Hot House Yoga for being one of the presenting sponsors of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. How about some history lessons? We'll open up my favorite book right after this. Keep it right here. No one is now. ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. These guys come back to Missoula. Do yourself a favor. Go see them. Jamestown Revival. Really fun show uh, at the Top Hat a couple years ago. Hopefully they come back. Love the music that comes through the Garden City. Well, now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you've been following along, we have been marching through this epic book. The 100 Greatest Sports Heroes, Life and life Stories of the Immortals of Sports, selected by America's Top Sports Writers, compiled by Mac Davis. Caveat here, this was published in 1954. So it's just very interesting to go through and see the figures that have been uh, unforgettable, the Jackie Robinsons and Babe Ruths and Jim Thorpes of the world that you know, we still talk about with great reverence today uh, on the tip of your tongue when you talk about their respective sports. Also interesting to see some of the heroes that have faded a little bit, but then you bring them up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, they, they certainly deserve to be in the conversation. And then it's also fascinating the, the people that I have honestly never heard of that are in this book. It's just, it's just interesting to see how legends sustain or fade or uh, what it is that keeps the legend alive. So we've been going through this. It's in alphabetical order. We're to the T's now. So we only have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We got 12 athletes left uh, in this book. It's a 145-page book. We're on page 128. So we'll keep on giving you some history lessons because this is just its a fun exercise and I love remembering some of the uh, the sports heroes from the past. We'll start with Bill Tilden, the giant of the court. 
widely regarded as one of the great tennis players of the first quarter of the 20th century. Here's a passage from this uh, excerpt about Bill Tilden. In an era that was rightfully called the golden age of sports, Big Bill Tilden towered above other tennis players like a giant in an age of pygmies. William Tayton Tilden came of blue blood stock, a Philadelphian who'd been raised by a pair of maiden ants because he had lost his parents at an early age. As a tennis player in his youth, he looked like a hopeless failure. But he played so unceasingly and with such frenzy, they earned the name Tennis Nut. Everyone thought he was crazy for believing there was any future for him on the court. At the beginning of his career, Tilden entered many tournaments and rarely, if ever, even got past the first round. But he persisted in his wild hope of getting somewhere in tennis, and then almost suddenly it seemed to change overnight as the tide turned. Bill Tilden was 27 when he seemed to blossom almost overnight into the greatest tennis player on the earth. And by the time he had finished playing competitive tennis, he proved himself to be the greatest of them all, a master of every shot, a fierce and indomitable fighter, and a showman beyond compare. In 1923, at the height of his fabulous career, Tilden ran into a fence during a match and bruised his finger, uh, a finger, excuse me, on his playing hand. It became infected, and in order to save his arm, the finger was amputated. The sports world was shocked by the tragedy that had been befallen the great player. His amazing tennis career now seemed over, but Tilden was incomparable in his heart of a champion. He emerged from that ordeal stronger and more determined than ever. Handicapped by the loss of his finger on his playing hand, Tilden developed new grips and new strokes so quickly that he soared again to the top of the world rankings. This goes on to say that uh, Tilden traveled more than 750,000 miles to play, equivalent of circling the globe 30 times. He won 70 American and international tennis titles. He was most famous for uh, his dominance of the Davis Cup. Uh, Over a stretch of seven years, he was phenomenal in 13 challenge matches, uh, winning all 13. All told, he won 17 Davis Cup matches between 1920 and 1930. The other striking part about this book is how many of these people died unbelievably tragic deaths. At 60, Bill Tilden was found in a shabby little hotel room, lifeless, alone, and without a friend by his side. His great heart had finally given out. It was a lonely, cruel finish for the incredible William Tilden, giant of the golden age. This is crazy how many of these guys died in tragic fashion. We'll do a couple more here at Nuanas Now. I had had never heard of Tilden. I've never heard of these next two either. Torger Tokel, hero on the skis. When Torger Tokel finished high school in his native Norway, he came to the United States. He was 19 years old, entirely unknown in his new home, and unable to speak a word of English. But he had a talent in sports that needed no language to be appreciated Torger Tokel was the greatest ski jumper on the earth. It didn't take Tokel long to make his name in his adopted land. Soon after his arrival, he established himself as America's greatest ski jumper. Goes on to say uh, that this guy basically set the standard in ski jumping. He set the world record at 133 feet, then pressed it to 160, then pressed it to 180 
1941, he paid a, li- a visit to Leavenworth, Washington, where the slopes were considerably sharper. He hung a new American mark. Uh, excuse me, those were amateur world records. And then when he w- was finally competing at the on the world stage, he hung a new uh, American and world record for a death-defying descent, leaping 273 feet. So this guy, in the span of 10 years, basically doubled his ski jumping prowess. Later on, he went on to set the world record again at 289 feet. He shattered 24 different hill records and won 42 meets. He never once lost a uh, ski jumping competition. So... Um, amazing. This also goes on to say, of course, because this is just how this book goes. He died a incredibly tragic death. He was uh, a platoon leader of the skiing company on the 86th Infantry during World War II. Togel and his men climbed a snowy mountain some five miles long and 3,500 feet high in one of the most brilliant mountain climbing operations in military history. Torger Tokel failed to come through that ordeal. A shell cut him down during the attack and killed him instantly. He died under circumstances which may as well have chosen. Uh, wow, unbelievable. That, that, uh, that's the one defining factor, too, is how many of these guys served in the military uh, in the, at the height of, of their athletic prowess. One last one for today, Gene Tunney, the Fighting Marine. It was from colorful Greenwich Village in New York City that a husky, colorless young clerk with a liking for books went off to war in 1917 with a contingent of Marines. In service, the young man, Gene Tunney, won himself a little fame by winning the Inter-Allied Boxing Tournament in the light heavyweight class. His success in the ring turned Tunney's thoughts to an idea of a boxing career after his military days were over. When he returned to America after the war, he became a professional boxer. For three years... Tunney fought with small success in minor or preliminary bouts. The former Marine received little attention from boxing fans generally. When the great Jack Dempsey met the glamorous Frenchman, Georges Carpentier, in July of 1921, Tunney appeared obscurely in one of the preliminary bouts. As usual, no, no one noticed him. All eyes and attention were on the champion who won a brilliant victory. But a year later, the unknown Marine burst into print with a rash and fantastic challenge. Tunney declared publicly that he wanted to fight the great Dempsey, heavyweight champion of the world. What was more, he was certain he could lick the, the Manasseh Muller. For those that don't know, at this exact moment, Jack Dempsey was probably uh, the most famous and most well-regarded athlete in America, period. He was w- one of the first really revered and uh, legendary heavyweight champions. So calling this guy out, it, it's like calling out Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali in their prime. It just happened to be in the early 1920s. Tunney's challenge was the biggest laugh-getter of the year. A cautious and non-aggressive fighter, he'd won the light heavyweight title without causing a ripple in the fistic circle. He was known as a handsome young ex-Marine, a man of faultless living habits who liked books, society people, and cultural pursuits. When George Tunney finally fought for the world's heavyweight crown, He created the most amazing upset in boxing history. The clever and scientific ex-Marine outboxed the great Dempsey all the way to take a 10-round decision 
and the title from the champion. From that fight on, Tunney earned as much as he had in all of his career to that date. The following year, champion George Tunney gave the ex-king of the heavies a return match. For the second meeting, Gene Tunney received the highest pay of a professional athlete in the history of sport to that time. The sum, $990,445 for 30 minutes of fighting. So not quite a million, but almost a million. This is like, it's circa like 1923. The bout was otherwise memorable as the one which uh, otherwise memorable as the one which Tunney won after taking the famous long count as he sat out a knockdown from the fists of the former champion. Tunney fought only once after beating Dempsey for the second time. He knocked out Tom Heaney in 12 rounds for this bout. Gene collected a mere half a million dollars. Then he announced his retirement. He left the ring unmarked and a millionaire. But the most striking fact of all was that this colorless fighter was the first heavyweight champion in history to retire permanently from the ring undefeated. Wow. Who knew? I didn't know. Unbelievable. We got uh, multiple history lessons to finish up this uh, fine task coming up, but we will uh, save those for another time. Hope you enjoy those because I certainly do. It's important to remember that kind of stuff. Those that came before us. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up next. New on us now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I don't know what the rules are to Choctaw Bingo, but James McMurchie definitely makes me want to play it. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on this fine Valentine's Day. Hope you're having a great Tuesday, regardless of the holiday, and uh, hopefully you have great Valentine's Day plans. Or if you don't, that's fine too. Uh, either way, hope you're enjoying yourself uh, this fine, snowy evening here in western Montana. I miss anything in the show today. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. It's available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Thanks to the M Store where they're all Grizz all the time. You need some new Grizz gear. So going down to the M Store here in downtown Missoula, located there at the corner of Broadway and Higgins. Uh, always got good sales, always got new, fresh gear, uh, stuff you can't find other places. So go swing in there if you need some Grizz gear. And uh, same if you're on the other side of the hill. we got a rivalry game coming up on Saturday times two. So if you need somewhere to get some gear, Cats, Grizz, otherwise, you can always swing in the M Store or the MSU Bookstore. MSU Bookstore located there on the Montana State campus. They also do uh, great work in terms of giving back to the students there to keep the textbook costs uh, mitigated. So if you uh, need a place for some gear, you want to support the students, visit the M Store here in Missoula or the MSU Bookstore there in Bozeman, proud presenters of the Nuanas Now podcast. Tomorrow, 
We got the uh, Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Also, we got a to-be-determined ESPN roundtable. I was efforting good friend of this show, one of our favorite guys, Blaine Taylor, a Missoula native and uh, former Grizz basketball player, Grizz assistant coach, and then Grizz head coach, one of the most popular figures in Grizz basketball history. Uh, but Blaine's family is having a little bit of a medical deal. Uh, one of his son-in-laws just had some surgery, and he's taking care of them. So uh, unavailable, regardless, uh, that aside, uh, was hoping to catch up with Coach Taylor. But either way, we'll uh, we'll find a nice ESPN roundtable guest for you. But we'll also have one of your favorite co-hosts back in the fold. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops coming up tomorrow. Chris Redpath will be in studio with us here for the first hour of the show. And we'll take you all the way around the Big Sky Conference and women's basketball. We also got an interview with Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. And uh, also hoping to hear from Anand Moody, the uh, outstanding senior shooting guard uh, for the uh, University of Montana men's basketball team. Later on this week, uh, we'll hear from Danny Sprinkle and Travis DeKeer previewing the men's game. We're also going to hear from Cola Badbear, Montana State women's basketball. Rajim Seabrook is swinging by on Thursday. Uh, usually he comes by on Fridays, but he'll swing by on Thursday, so looking forward to that as well. And then, of course, we will be live from Universal Athletic Service in Bozeman on uh, Friday afternoon, so stay tuned for that uh, as well. Looking forward to the rest of the week. A um, couple pieces of news on the national level. The Raiders released Derek Carr today. Some of the memes on Twitter were hilarious. Him walking out of San Quentin and things like that. It's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know where he's going to land. I don't know how much impact he could make. To me, he's like the he's like the uh, the baseline, the median. If you're better than Derek Carr, you're probably good. If you're worse than Derek Carr, you're definitely not good. Uh, but I think you got to be better than Derek Carr for anybody to actually or for, for you to actually have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So we'll talk more uh, NFL offseason stuff. In recent days, also New Mexico State fired their coach. If you don't know about that scandal, well, it's juicy. It ain't good, but it's juicy. You can go read about it online as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.